Hi, my name is Tasia, and you're listening to The Shift. This podcast playback was previously recorded on Instagram Live. Please follow me at I underscore am underscore T-E-Z-Y-A. Enjoy the interview. Hey, y'all, it's Tasia here with The Shift, and I am super excited about this conversation because we just don't have it enough. Um, I have Megan Lewis, a very, I wouldn't say very old friend because she's young, but um, this is kind of like a reunion for us. Uh, We haven't spoken how many years? It's been a minute. Man. Like college? College. Yeah. So, um, and for us, I think that's about five or six years ago, possibly. Man, it's been a while. But anyway. Um, she is going to drop so many gems, so definitely put your seatbelt on and, you know, we're going to get the wealth of knowledge going. She, uh, started as a life coach, a journey for her a year ago. Uh, her purpose is, is to help married couples release their limiting beliefs so that they can clearly, um, be able to be husband and wife, which is important. Uh, and, you know, companionship is very important. And so I'm going to stop talking and say thank you. Thank you for coming on the platform. Girl, I'm so excited for this opportunity. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really good. Um, so let's just go right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself outside of what I've already kind of told our audience. Okay, so I started this journey because I wanted to feel purposeful in life. And I kind of just took evaluation of, like, what my interests were and I love relationships and I've always been my ears perk up when people start talking about trauma and why we do the things we do and how it's linked to childhood and Mm -hmm. so I've always been a person that wanted to know how to get those tools to help myself and help others. Right. So that's kind of like how my journey really started. And right now I'm in the process of just grabbing all the tools that I can to make sure that I'm serving people and myself from a place of integrity, from a place of competency. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. So dope and so, you know, vulnerable to be able to do something like yeah. that because we can barely do things for ourselves. So to be able to put yourself in a position where you can do that for others is amazing. It's amazing. When you like open up your mindset and you like, if you look at your life like a, a cup and you have dirty water in it mm. and you decide to take that take some kind of tool to remove that dirty water out of your cup, you have now opened up your capacity for cleaner water. And when you have cleaner water in you, this is how God has designed us. You are more inclined and you have more of a desire to give clean water to others. Like Mm. even, even when you have dirty water in you, you're going to give dirty water to others. So we're always we're always gonna give no matter what. It's just what's in your cup. Wow, that you're giving. Wow, I'm saying y'all, she already dropping gems, and I ain't even <laughs> asked no questions. I haven't even started the questions, and she's dropping the gems. That's so beautiful, and that's so true. Yeah, it is. So, the people want to know. <laughs> okay. 
how do we maintain healthy relationships? Because we we have relationships that we kind of like deal with in and out. And I'm more specifically, you know, speaking to like, um, not the platonic relationships, which is, you know, your romantic relationships. So how do you maintain those? A lot of times people think that you come as you are and then you get in this relationship and, you know, it's like a separate identity. It's a separate um, thing from Mm -hmm. who you are. But as I said earlier, if you got dirty water in you, you are going to bring that in your relationship. You cannot have a healthy relationship if you are not healthy within yourself. Mm. And so that's what people need to connect the dots on and they need to believe that and operate from that. So, you know, if you have some trust issues in you, you're going to bring that in your relationship. Right. It's a residue that will never be able to get off of you or in your relationship, in your relationship, unless you remove it. And, And instead people will look at their partner and, They'll either get in a relationship that perpetuates that cycle of not trusting people or they'll get in a good one with a good person, but they can't handle it because they have trust issues themselves. So to maintain a healthy relationship is make sure you're healthy inside first and always evolving that there is never a place where you arrive and you're like, I'm healthy and I don't have to grow ever again. No, you need to continually grow. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a good thing. It is. I definitely think it is. I think a lot of people don't look in the mirror. They just yeah. kind of look for everyone else. For sure. Ooh, I love that. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. You know, how do we give our spouse, and this is for the married people out there, mm-hmm. and for those who are interested in being married, you know? We don't want to cap you out as well. I think that this conversation is going to be healthy for folks who are interested in being married in relationships, whatever. Um, but how do we give our spouse a lot of responsibility to fix the relationship? Um, while, you know, so that we won't have to wait unhappily. Okay. So yes, this is like the formula that people always do. And I said this earlier before people will be married or even in a relationship and they'll say, <laughs> they look at their spouse and they say, this marriage sucks. Mm. Fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we wait over them over there in the corner watching Netflix and we looking at them side eye because we wait on them to fix the marriage. Right. And that's the formula that people do. But what they have really done is they have completely given their power away. That's why you're sitting over there on the couch watching Netflix feeling powerless because you gave it all away. Take your power back and ask yourself, what do I allow in this relationship that doesn't serve both of us? What do Mm. I tolerate? Where do I not speak my truth? Where have I not created boundaries? You know? Right. That's, that's, I would start there. Um, Of course, this is what you have to do. Each side has a responsibility to keep the relationship moving and growing. But we give too much emphasis on the other side rather than focusing on our side. You have to let go of the belief that you're not wrong. (laughs) 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 
Say it again. Let it go. And I know that there are, you know, people who might hear this, they're like, I mean, but they are wrong in this situation. They were wrong. I believe you. I am not saying that they were not wrong. Right. But you have to make a decision and say, okay, how could we have done this better together? How do I contribute to things becoming more agitated rather than things becoming a smooth sailing solution based conversation? If you are coming to the conversation talking about you do this, you do this, you do this, a lot of times you've already shut the door, you know? Right. You need to come with, hey, we have a problem. And usually, no, always, the person is not the problem. Say, we have a problem and communication is the problem. So let us fix it together. So then you change the dynamic to them being the problem rather than there's a problem in the middle of us let's fix it you know right and then you become teammates and that's a bond that you're forming don't make each other rivals Mm. you will never win why do we do that why do we make each other rivals why do we go against each other because we're on the same team we decided to get married we clearly want to be on the same team (laughs) We did decide to get married. I think people need to remember that. They um they get in the marriage and then they start seeing the problems or dealing with the problems and then you forget, oh, I think this person. I think this person. <laughs> right. That is true. And so I think um, you just have to remind yourself, put it on your refrigerator like that we are on the same team. And I guess it's easier to blame the other person and give them all the responsibility to fix it because then that requires you to not really do much, but just receive the benefits, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that also, let's get a little deep, that requires you not to be vulnerable and look within yourself and kind of handle those things that you don't really want to talk about, that your spouse might not even know are there inside of you. Mm. You know, that's another reason why people really do that. I don't want to deal with my stuff, so I'm just going to make you deal with your stuff, and then hopefully that will be the solution for us to have a wonderful marriage. You can get me right, but marriage is not that. Marriage is not that. It's about two people being vulnerable with each other, seeing each other, respecting each other, even when you see those dark sides. Yeah, yeah. And being willing to move forward and create a solution together. Together, not separately, y'all. Amen, because we said we're going to be together for life, okay? Okay, we, <laughs> we decided that we we're going to have the same last name, the same, you know, genetic makeup in a child. Amen. So, Amen. yeah, let's do this together. Okay, yep. let me ask you this. You know, because I have a lot of single friends and I know they want to be married. They want to be married. Why aren't more millennials getting married? So, yeah, I talked about this with another person and they we were talking about this and we said we saw how our parents handled marriage. Whether that mean you never saw marriage, you saw single parents or you saw the struggle. And then as a child mind, you're like, why is this so hard? Mm-hmm. Like, why would I ever want to be a part of 
competitive. Right. Or right. you say, well, when I get married, I'm not going to do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And so you start to ask questions as a child and then even as a young adult. You just got out the house. And so you're saying, hey, mom, like, how did you even get in this situation? Or dad, how did you even get in this situation? And like, well, we were young and, and you know, the money was this or that. And, you know, I always wanted to do this with my life, but I never did because of Ooh. marriage or kids or whatever. So then, you know, the next generation is like, okay, well, then I'm going to postpone it a little bit. I'm going to make sure that I got this and this and this in order to set me up for, you know, better greatness than if I want a marriage, right. you know? That's not a bad thing. That's wisdom. That's showing that you learn from your past generation's mistakes, you know? Mm -hmm. I think where it becomes dysfunctional is if you, you know, you look at it in a negative view, you know? Yeah. A lot of times we see one experience of something and we have colored that shade. Like, that's how it is all the way around. No, no. What you probably should ask is like, hey, did um my parents know how to be married? Ooh. Or were they or were they just married? You know Ooh. what I'm saying? If you look at it like that, you give more opportunity for you to learn how to be married, you know? Right. right. Rather than casting it off altogether. Now hold on, you said something super powerful. We're not gonna just skate past that. Okay. okay. You, you gotta draw that back. You said if, if I heard this correctly, did they know how to be married or were they just married? Break yeah. that down. Okay. So knowing how to be married, it, for me, it starts with the Bible. Okay. Okay. Like you need to read it and understand what, how you, how God wants your heart to be in general by yourself mm. as a citizen of God's kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. When you can get the basics, you really know how to operate. So then when you get married, you know when to be quiet. You know when to speak up. You know when to hold someone accountable. And you know when to give grace. You know? Right. And that's how you learn to be married. You read how God wanted marriage to be rather than just the chapters and just the scriptures on marriage because there is the whole book. Mm-hmm. read it all and then when your parents were were just married you you just saw a whole bunch of reactions to be honest you know <laughs> what I'm saying mm-hmm. you just saw a whole bunch of trigger conversations you saw people who didn't trust the process and really learn how to problem solve wow. I hope this don't come across like we hate our parents no, I, I think yeah. it's a conversation that uh, of correctness, you know. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be able to look at what they did. Every generation should be trying to be better. Period. I agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Woo. Okay. This this is good. This is super good. I'm glad that you enjoyed this. Um, single people. They're there. They want love. I'm sure they're listening. Mm-hmm. What is your advice for single people that are looking for love and more specifically looking to be married? If you want to be married, like you have to learn, first of all, how to be with you 
and how to like ensure that you are coming to the marriage full. Mm. The number one way to know if you're married, there's a scripture. And I think it's in 1 Corinthians 7. And so the writer is talking about people have the gift of singleness and then people have the gift of marriage. So which one do you have? Mm. And so I would find out in a way to see, okay, like if you think you have the gift of marriage, make sure that you are not coming from a place of lack. I want a husband because I just want someone to love me. I want a wife because I just want someone to love me because marriage is more than that. Yeah, for sure. Marriage is a lot of giving and marriage is a lot of understanding. So like that, that would be an indication that, you know, you need to just evaluate why you just want someone to love you. Handle that. And then also know your purpose in life. This is going to help a whole bunch of people if they just know their purpose in life by yourself. Because if you know your purpose, then you will pick a partner that is going to aid you in your purpose rather than be a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. A lot of times we have these low, bare minimum purposes in life of, you know, just wanting to be loved. Like, you have a bigger purpose than that. You know? Yeah. That's not enough to be, that's not enough to get married or stay married. You will learn real quick. (laughs) I promise you. For real though. Yeah. You will learn real quick that that's not enough to want to be married. So yeah, um, single people, I say that you should definitely know your purpose in life by yourself. When you know your purpose, then you can understand, oh, this person can actually aid me, not complete me. But aid me in my purpose. Mm, hold on. You, keep, uh-oh. you said aid, not complete, because we do have this idealism that, oh, I just want you to complete me. You complete me. You got to come in this thing whole. Yes. You guys should come together and aid each other. Yeah. In y'all's purpose. That is a beautiful formula right there. You know? Yeah. But because we are still in survival mode and lack because of whatever happened when I was five or 15 or, or whatever the story is, yeah. like that's where we're coming from. That's the lenses that we have put on and we put our radar, radar on. Let me fulfill that need. Cause when you do get in a relationship, it's about needs being fulfilled. Whether that need is coming from a place of, Lack or a place of abundance, you know. Right, right. I think another word to use is codependency. A lot of that's where it is. (laughs) A lot of people are willing and waiting for someone else to heal them. It don't work. Let me tell you from experience, (laughs) it doesn't work. So you better get your life. Get your life. Get your life. Just work on you, and that you know what? Let's say this. Let's say you get a man or a woman that just knows how to do everything that you say you need. Mm, mm-hmm. And you get it because you lacking some trust. In, you got trust issues. You got this and that in the back door. Like you can't, you won't be able to sustain it. You won't be able to enjoy the fullness of what that relationship is. 
Right. So it doesn't matter. You still have to do your work. You cannot go around that formula. And that is actually where you will learn self-respect, self-confidence, trusting yourself, honoring yourself. Right. It, it's benefits to that. It's not just, I know it's scary and it's a little painful, but um, someone said, you either going to hurt a little bit or you're going to hurt a lot trying to have someone else fulfill that in you. That's mm-hmm. when you're going to really hurt, you know? That's very true. Yep. I know that when I was single, my focus, you know, I was in college at this point, but yeah. I was like, you know, senior year, junior year, junior year, senior year. Um, after like my ex, you know, who tried to break my heart, <laughs> um, I really went in on me. I just focused in on me. Amen. I focused in on my purpose. And then that's when I was able to attract Someone who was also focused in in on their purpose. And so I know a lot of folks, especially those that are aging towards 30 or mid-30s, and they're like, where is love? You keep doing you, you're going to attract that person. When you are doing you, you're going to attract it. That's what people like forgetting. They're sitting watching Hulu and, and, I don't know, maybe you go out every once in a while and you're like, where is love? First of all, baby, love is inside you. You've just been ignoring it. Hold on. Go get it. Yeah. Go but, get it. But I will say that a lot of my single friends are ready. Yes. They're doing the work. But the yes. opposite sex is just messing up. They just, I don't know if it's them attracting the wrong type of people or if it's just a generation of folks that don't get it. I'm not tapped in. I can't even lie. But that, that's the observation that I keep seeing. It, can you yeah. speak to that a bit? Okay, so if I was single and I'm doing my work and I'm learning, I would change my mindset and my lenses to believe and look for the men that I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I would open my, my mindset to that in my eyes. Like, who are you following on Instagram? Are you following people that are, like, men? Who are you following on Instagram? Like, who are mm. you engaging with at your job? Like, are you really opening yourself up to the men that you say you want? Right. Like, a lot of times, because I've talked to someone about this, and they say, it seems like, you know, marriage, millennials, like, like, we're not really getting married that much. We're the only ones or whatever. I said, well, I mean, I don't feel that way because I, I'm surrounded by people who are like-minded like me. Mm. Young, married, want to make it work, putting God first. You know? Right. You right. have to change your perception and you need to open up your radar not to just think of, hey, they're not out there. All I see is this. So that's all there is. No, baby. They, they are out there. They are. And they, they are, you know, looking for their fine queen as well. Right. Make sure, make sure that your environment reflects that what you say is in your mind, how you are growing and how, if you are saying there's no good guys out there and that's all you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. If you um believe that there's good men out there, put yourself in a position where good men would be. And I'm not saying, um, or even good women, I'm sorry. Um, but don't go out there fishing, you know? 
Yeah. But put yourself in an environment that means on your Instagram feed, that means what you watch on YouTube, that also means like uh, the events that you go to. The company you keep. Yeah. Yes, like what what where would a good man be? Would he be at the club or would he be like at a conference like for stuff? Ooh. Think about the actual practicalities of where people would be. And don't go there to go find your, like, don't go find people, but just go up there to see it and trust and believe, like, oh, they are out there. Awesome. Okay, now I got some evidence on the outside. I'm, you know, that just increases my, my connection to that they are out there. Do it for that purpose and still be about your business. It really works as a dual opportunity because if you're placing your space yourself in spaces that are positive, that are going to help you yep. grow, yep. y'all are going to be on a better journey together if you find that person mm-hmm. because you've already did the work for yourself. So yeah, that's yep. that's deep. That's deep. Um, you know, a, a few more things for the dating people, for the single people, because I know okay. they're listening. How should they approach dating? How should you? Okay, so for me, dating and courting are two different words, two different definitions. So dating is like, you know, you spend time or company with these people. Mm -hmm. And then courting is like with the intention of marriage. Like you, you need to sit down and tell, tell yourself, a man courting me, what does that look like? Versus a man dating me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so people who just want to date, just date. You know, kind of like, you know, just like go on a date, understand the process and how you respond to certain things. But then when you're ready to be courted, you need to know the difference. So I would start there. Know if you want to date or know if you want to be courted. Wow. You know, our generation has really done a very interesting job in like breaking down that that whole dynamic. Cuz now we also have talking like <laughs> and I'm going to get you to talk about talking and what that looks like and feels like or is it just another form of an idealism. Then you have situationships. I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. How do we get from like a bond, a conversation, a, yeah. a, a a thing where two people are supposed to, you know, be in the same rhythm. So now this is just a situation. So how do you feel and what is talking? Is that a thing? I mean, I feel like it is technically a thing because people are doing it. But um, I would ask yourself, if you're, if you're talking to someone, if you're dating, courting, or if you are in a situationship, is it serving you um, in aiding your purpose in life? Because you have to remember that. Yeah. Because if you have a big, a bigger purpose in life that's bigger than you and that you're, you know, just like doing your, you're a vessel and you doing your thing, then you don't have time to entertain just talking. You don't have time to just entertain situationships because those are distractions. No disrespect to anybody, yeah. but those are distractions. That's an indication that you're not working enough on your purpose in life by yourself. Mm. 
with with talking though, it seems as if you kind of have to do it depending on, I guess, the person that you're you're trying to be with. It's it's become a it's become a cultural thing now. You know, in our generation, it's like there's this talking stage. Yes, there is. I would agree with that. You are correct. Because we can't. So, we want to go right into dating, or we want to go right into courting, but you know. In two in twenty twenty, folks are trying to vet folks out. They are. They are. I believe that. There's nothing wrong with talking, but like, how long have y'all been talking? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the question. Yeah. And and what's the progress? And I'm not saying you meet in May and you get married in August. I mean, that's beautiful if that is your story. But like, let's just have. A boundary, you know, yeah, for your time because your time is valuable, and you could be doing things that serve you better with your time. I think that's what people need to remember, and that doesn't—it's not supposed to come across cocky or whatever. But if you say that you are a citizen, you know, uh, you're God's child, you have a huge purpose in life, right? And 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 you just have to remember. That, you know, there's nothing wrong with talking. There's nothing wrong with me getting to know you at all. But, like, how long have we been talking? A year? How, a month? How long is too long? That's the golden question. That's different for everybody. Um, a lot of people come with a lot of different weaknesses and, 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 and strengths and tolerances. But, you know, if you're starting to feel like it's not serving you and you're kind of like, betraying yourself a little bit like mm. everyone has that nudging feeling inside themselves you need to speak up for yourself and make a decision have a conversation with that person right you know but if you don't a lot for women if you know you feel like i don't want to have a conversation well if he values you and he cares for you and vice versa if, you know, if she values you, values you and cares for you they will respect how you feel right. and if they don't they just told you, and you need to believe them. That's what you really need to do. Believe what people show you. Stop creating ideas in your mind, and and he's got this job, so we can have this white house with the picket fence scenario, you know? Right. Don't be so quick to go down that lane. It is nice, and it feels good. It releases a lot of endorphins, but just stay grounded. That would be my... Number one advice, grounded doesn't imply bitter. Grounded doesn't imply like that you are just like side-eyeing people. Just grounded means grounded. Grounded means wisdom. Yeah. You know? And if you don't know how to be wise, the Bible says seek after understanding. Mm. Go after things. Learn, learn knowledge. Learn how to be a single woman with purpose. Read. There are so many books on that. You know, a lot right. of times we just rely so much on maybe someone telling us what to do or just going based off what we've seen and, and how we operate. But no, just increase how to be in whatever season you are in. Get, go get those tools. There's so many YouTube videos, so many books, so many conferences, courses, right. online. Go after them. It's interesting you said that because what I find within my single friends is they 
are doing the work. Women, you know, the women are doing the work. But the men are not doing the work. The men are not going to conferences. The men are not looking up books. The men are not, you know, finding life coaches. You know, it's just, it's one-sided. And it bothers me a lot. Because you have, you have, you have one gender. And I'm not saying that there are men that are not doing it. But I'm saying in the majority sense. You have one gender of the spectrum that is like, applying 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 and then you have the other that's just kind of lacking what do you say to that so i guess it comes from the mindset that like that population that is not doing the work that's the only population that you have access to you know what i'm saying yeah you have access to the other spectrum you know if those men are not doing the work don't entertain them if he show you that he's not willing to put in value in the relationship and he's not willing to learn and, and go to those things, like he's not even at the conference, that is your sign. Yeah. And you need to believe it. That's not the only population out there. That's what I would say to people. You need to change your radar on the population that you're giving energy to. True. And, and go look at the ones that are doing it. And then people people have a scarcity mindset. Well, there's only literally five guys that are going to this conference. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. That's why you're so focused on the bigger population that's not doing anything because you think that's where your chances are. Mm-mm. You don't. You don't need five thousand options of bad choices. You need one good option. Right. You, how many men you gonna marry? You gonna marry twenty, or you gonna marry one? So just focus on that, and then you know, you know, trust God to like reveal things in you that make you have a scarcity mindset. If you have a scarcity mindset, it's an indication that you should, you know, ask for some kind of enlightenment or shift, because people, whatever makes you feel expansive. Whatever makes you feel like there's hope, go with that. Because if you go and <laughs> if you go to a locked door and you just stand in front of that door and you mad, whose choice is that? Mm. Whose choice is that? That's that's your choice. If you go into a locked door and you're mad that the door is locked, you stay there and you grumble and you say, "There's only locked doors in the world." If you would turn around. <laughs> there's an unlocked door over there. There's an unlocked door over there. Yeah, we. Or people focus. Yeah, people focus on. There have been three locked doors in my life. Three of them. And it's their fault. Who's the common denominator? Ooh, ooh. Why are you? Why are you still going to locked doors? What is in you that is going to locked doors? Because you are making a choice and decision. Yeah. And people don't want to do that. People don't want to hear that. They want to focus on the external, but if you believe that there's a cause and effect, you are the cause, and the outside, the external, is the effect. And when you truly believe that, it gives you more opportunity to look inside yourself and see, okay, we need to change up some things, because I want to start going to open doors, doors that are unlocked, rather than locked. Look at it like that. Absolutely. 
let's switch it up again for for okay. the married couples. You okay. know, we're in a global pandemic right now, and most yeah. of us are stuck in the house with our spouse. I don't want to say stuck. That's yeah. that's that's tough. You you love this person. You got married to him, um, <laughs> but. How do you keep the romance in this quarantine era? Okay, so I would give space and opportunity for the person to just be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's a time and place for everything. So, number one, you know, give your spouse the space to go and be them. Whether that means they are going out on a run or a jog or just in the garage or they're in one part of the house and you're in part, another part and, and vice versa. And then, you know, for me, romance happens when there's like a bond that's forming. Mm-hmm. Like you feel a sense of connection. Maybe create opportunities for y'all to have new, new forms of connection. You know, yeah. especially people, especially people who've only been married for like less than three years. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of opportunities that we haven't done yet. We've only married a little bit. So what would that look like? When is the last time that y'all have had a campfire or like maybe go by a tent at Academy and, and sleep in the tent in the backyard or something? Mm-hmm. Or maybe go drive where there's some water and listen to some music that y'all listened to when y'all first got together. Like, talk about that thing that, you know, is a little hard, but maybe have a guide so emotions don't get over overrun, like, with the situation. Right. Um, that would create deep romance and bond and connection. And so, I usually, when it comes to romance, people need to feel a connection first, and then romance is like an immediate like thing that happens. Cause I feel connected to you. Let's do this. Let's like mm, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's some good ideas. I'm actually taking some of those ideas myself. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not jumping back into the world. Not 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 like I understand. A yeah. lot of folks are. All right, y'all, what we're going to do right now is allow our sponsors to get some some um, some shine. We will be right back, and our top five is where we're going. Top five is really fun, so, you know, it'll take some of the heat off of all this good, good knowledge, um, and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all, Tasia here. Are you looking to take your career in music to the next level? Contact the Symphony Group for all your management and publishing needs. The Symphony Group is a nonprofit entertainment agency based out of the Dallas area. They strive to provide quality service to local artists in need. Their agency also provides fine arts opportunities to youth in underprivileged areas. Take advantage of their artist development package that includes a one-hour live stream concert, 60-second visual, and a one-month of social media management. So email the symphonygroup at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at the symphony group for more information. Again, email the symphonygroup at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at the symphony group for more information. Now back to the interview. Okay. 
Okay, and we're back. We're back. So, guys, uh, we do top five here on the shift, and I'm excited to see what Ms. Megan Lewis has to say. So, what is your favorite color? Oh, I love, um, like, mauve colors. Like, I'm down for the neutral. Beautiful mauve colors are so pretty. Hold on, what is that? Break that down for us. Okay, so <laughs> if you go on Pinterest, there's going to be a whole different amount of shades when it comes to mauve. But, like, my favorite is a deep rustic rose. Ooh. Like, throw in some beige and maybe, like, some cool gray. <laughs> I know that's a lot, but that's, like... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so snoozing, though. I just, I'm down for the neutral vibes. I don't, like, ever since I got my house, like, that's going to be it. Like, neutral with pops of color, one, one area. But yeah, that's me. Nice, nice. I love it. Do you have any mentors or anyone you look up to in terms of life coach? Being a yes. Life coach? Okay, so this woman, I'm getting my life coach certification through her. And her name is Reese Evans. Her Instagram is Yes Supply. And she always asks, what is your yes in life? You know, what is the thing that if you knew yes was the answer that you would go after? And so, oh my gosh, I love her stories. I love her lives that she does. The content itself for the Life Coach Certification is just so mind-blowing and enlightening. Like, you can even hear it in my, in right. my voice. Like, yeah. it's so enlightening. Like, there's always a yes in life, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what she's teaching me. There's always a yes. So, yeah, I love her. She's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's, it's dope that you even, like, dropped her Instagram and everything. Like, you want people to know. She's real. Y'all go follow her. <laughs> <laughs> dope stuff. What's your favorite food? Okay. Let me think because <laughs> it's, it's going. Mm, I'm going to go with tacos because we've been doing it since. 2000, no, 1990 something. So, right, right. I'm going to go with tacos, but you know, I have transitioned to ramen and pho. So, really? Girl, so good. So good. It's so like, ooh, in the wintertime. Like, yeah. don't have no Uber Eats. Come to my house with some pho, with some Netflix. It's the best thing in the world. Oh, man. I get What's one piece of advice you have for someone who's looking to be a life coach? Um, know what your purpose is and how you want to show up and serve people. And another advice that you should do is whatever is unique about you, go with that. Because mm. there is an audience that is just waiting for you and your delivery and your uniqueness. Just waiting for you. They want to relate to you and how you do things. So that's been my number one thing like that gives me confidence in just showing up as me. Mm -hmm. Whether that be how I when I deliver my at my marriage encouragement sessions or um, even on my Instagram feed. I'm just showing up as me. And I know that there's an audience that appreciates the vulnerability because 
vulnerability is a wonderful thing. It is. I'm learning more and more of that myself, so you're absolutely right on that. And for our last and final question, I ask this to each and every guest. What was your big shift? My biggest shift, and this is part of my story, um, I stopped looking to my husband to validate me as a person. And I started looking at me to validate me. And I started looking at God, the fact that he loved me and valued me enough to ensure that I could have a life with him after this one. I take that and I hold it in my heart like a precious jewel and it increases my self-value and I just believe that. That has been the biggest shift that has allowed me to show up and not play small anymore in my life. Wow. Powerful. (laughs) Powerful. Thank you so freaking much no thank you i appreciate this (laughs) thank you so much for coming this is not going to be your last time i feel like a part two is on this way okay part two yes i'm down part two is on this way how can people connect with you on social media or just you know for a consolation or whatever so right now um meet me on my instagram new marriage material in the works right now, I am creating a course that will help couples. Um, it will be five modules. The first one is productive marriage and, under- and defining that. The second is marital combat, how to fight effectively or argue effectively. Mm. Number three is needs because um, everyone has needs that need to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Number four, my favorite, is baggage. We're going to understand that childhood trauma and how it shows up in your marriage and then number five is the power that you hold so that is what i was speaking to earlier how people give up their power and just looking at their spouse to fix the marriage when you have a lot of power to fix it yourself and so when that is done you can definitely like i'll have a website but not right now but um and you can meet me there and you know Get with us in the course and do your work. Yeah. But um, for now, it's just my Instagram. I'll be dropping some marriage mindset hacks that you can use in your everyday. So meet me on Instagram for now. Tell me your Instagram one more time just to make sure that they heard it. New marriage material. New marriage material. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mrs. Lewis, for coming on and speaking to my audience. This was an absolute pleasure as well as a reunion. Yes, I enjoyed it. It's crazy because we're married now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Life. We walk into uh, around uh, Fairview and now we married. We's married and you got a child. Congratulations on your baby. Thank you. He's a toddler now. He is talking. Wow. I know. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you all. Um, Please make sure you're following me on Instagram as well. Um, As always, it is I underscore M underscore T-E-Z-Y-A. And thank you for tuning in. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, hey, y'all. Tasia here. 
Do you need custom bling, shoes, t-shirts, accessories for your next wedding, family reunion, homecoming, birthdays, graduation? Well, guess what? You need to contact Dr. Dazzles. Yes, make sure that you're hitting her up for all of that good stuff. You can hit her up through her phone number at 832-953-5707. She's also on Instagram as Doc Dazzles. That's D-O-C-D-A-Z-Z-L-E-S. And you can also check her out on Facebook as Dr. D-R Dazzle Blingologist. Yeah, and to be honest with you, to be really honest with you, she is one of the best. I go to her all the time for everything. So make sure that you're giving her a call again at 832-953-5707. And that Instagram again is DOC Dazzles. That's DOC Dazzles. All right. And back to the interview. Hello, family. Tasia here. Thank you all for listening to the podcast playback. To catch us live on Instagram, make sure you're following me at I underscore am underscore T-E-Z-Y-A. We usually record either 5, 6, or 7 Central Standard Time. It really just depends on the guest. I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many more. All you got to do is click on the link in my bio to find your favorite carrier. And also... If you have any topics that you want to hear, email me at lifestartsnowtv at gmail.com so that I can try to put that person on the roster and we can get that conversation started. Make sure that you're sharing with a friend, subscribing, and rating on your favorite platform. I would really, really appreciate that. Thank you all for listening faithfully each and every week. I appreciate the love, and I'm just here to share the wealth of knowledge. I'll catch you all on the next one. Bye.